Welcome to another powerful teaching from Dr. Todd J. Pulliam, pastor of One Accord Church. Knowing of your mind, we talked to you about taking the Word of God and renewing, renewing your mind with it, taking the old out and putting in the new. Amen. This is very powerful. That, and, and that's the only way that you can do what? That you may do what? Prove what is that what? Good and acceptable and perfect what? Can't hear you. I want it strong all day today. There it is. Amen. Because that's what you're doing. You're not just living. This is important. You're doing the will of God. Verse 3, for I say through the grace God's unlimited ability given to me, I'm explaining grace, to do for him what I would not otherwise ordinarily be able to do. That's the meaning of grace. Given unto me to every man that is among you, so each of us that's born again has a measure of grace in us, God's ability in us, on us, right? Not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, don't run off down the road in pride, okay? But to think what? Soberly, which means carefully, watchfully, okay? Okay? According as God hath dealt to every man. What's the last part? The measure of faith. The measure of faith. So every believer has a small or a measurement of God's faith in them. That's not for average. This is good stuff. That's not for average. Go to Mark 11. Let me explain it. I am a teacher, and uh, I got enough time today, hallelujah, to do this. Okay. Mark 11 and 20 says, in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. I guess I should explain uh, that Jesus passed initially by the fig tree, uh, and it was a time of fruits or harvest for the fig tree, and it proclaimed or gave off the image that it was ripe or had fruit, and yet it didn't show anything, but yet Jesus was hungry. So he was making man's desires greater than laws. And so what he did was he became angry and he cursed the fig tree, right? And we're learning that the faith of God doesn't deal with the surface. The faith of God deals with the overall plant plus the root. All right. So now you're a ministry that all of a sudden you got a whole bunch of stuff being offered to you. It is the faith of God because you're not enough people to do anything. What's being offered is the faith of God working in you that makes people offer you what you would not ordinarily be able to do. All right. So that's what he did. And okay. And it says here, as they passed by, verse 20, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. They were moved because Jesus dealt with this fig, this fig tree and cursed it. But not only was the actual plant cursed, but the root of the plant was cursed, which meant that the plant would never regrow. 
I love taking my time and teaching this. I gave you the example. The, the house I'm leaving now, I can leave it now because I grew it I needed to grow. When I came there, there was no grass. I took the word out and I spoke the word over my front line and over my back line. And as we leave, we got some serious grass. We got palmetto trees. We got stuff. I, I was growing stuff. In the back, there was a fruit tree. And, and, and until I knew it was a fruit tree, it grew nothing. I kept looking at it and it had rings. And I said, that's a fruit tree. Lord said, it's a plum tree. I said, it's a plum tree? Oh, Lord, I better say something. So I said something to the tree. I said, growing up, plum tree, in the name of Jesus, and give me some plums. They had never given anything off. I not only got leaves, I got all the plums that I could think of this year. So as I leave, I'm leaving things grown up. So when I leave, the grass doesn't die. Oh, Lord. All right, children of Israel, how will you know that Abraham was here? How will you know this is the chosen land? Come on, Christians. What does he do in numbers? He takes out captains and he sends them out. Go test the land to see if it's what God promised us. Well, how do we know? By what we say. In this case, we know about the evidence. The scripture says that when they went in there, it took two men to take home one load of grapes, that the grapes were the size of grapefruit. See, you, your mind can't handle that right now because you get grapefruit now. And little grapes you get now, they, some of them big, they call them globe. <laughs> I'm just teaching, but, you, you know, sometimes they sweeten, sometimes, you know, the God ain't on them. But the, <laughs> this land here, said that those grapes were the size of grapefruit. Now, Christians, listen to me. Whatever you do with the word of God, never diminish it to be man's word. I believe the Bible because God said it. So those grapes are not the size of grapefruit now, but God said they were. And I believe that. That's important. Because in order for you to grow things you can't grow now, you got to believe what the word says. The house you bought right now, you got three, three blades of grass. Who knows? You, go on out there and take your word out there and speak to that. I mean, I mean, you got a dog that comes and defecates on your line. Don't kill your dog. Don't kill that dog either. Don't you know, speak the word when they come over and kill them dead. Don't, no, don't. Don't do that. But here's what you do. Lord, I thank you. I have the money to put up an electronic fence around my yard that will protect my yard from dogs but keep my dog in. You know, that's crazy but I'm teaching. That used to not make sense to me until I moved somewhere where it made sense. Yeah, big dogs, they turn them loose. You don't want them in your line. But faith teaches you to believe for the electronic fence. Well, I don't need that. Well, you do need it because you got to lose control after a while if you don't have it, and that big dog keeps coming on your front line to your third bush, and he lift up his leg. 
And every time you drive up to your house, you got a big brown streak from the front of your bush down your line. Oh, I'm teaching good. You don't sit at that and say, well, the Lord will deal with it. The Lord's expecting you to deal with it. So all of that is our examples of having a God kind of faith. He cursed that fruit tree, right, until it was dried up from the roots. Now, there's something else here. All right, verse 21. And Peter called into remembrance, saith unto him, Master, Mark 11, 21. Behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, everyone there, that's going to include you. What does he say? Have faith in God. Now, that's where you check out other translations. Someone get me the message Bible. I'm just just way in the back at it for me in the last service. But someone get it for me again today or read it off the screen. Don't do it if your voice is tiny. Read it if your voice is loud. All right. Have the faith of God. But give me that same verse 22 in the message Bible. Come on, Christians. Jesus was matter of fact. Thank you. Right. And it was you that gave me that verse. I remember your voice. Let the blessing of the Lord rest on you. And I'll go and read that again. Jesus was matter of fact. Embrace this God life. What kind of life? God. Do what with it? Embrace it. Another version is have the God kind of faith. That's what we read in Romans 3. Faith is faith. But when you get it from God, it's different. It's the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. The God kind of faith can find water underground where you cannot see it. That's what I'm talking about. It'll heal your body when you can't see it. Hallelujah. All right. Now, (laughs) it's good stuff. Go with me. You're You're doing all right out there? couple of three, uh, three things uh, that are real important. My spirit man brings my body under. Number one. Number two, my spirit leads my body and not the other way around. Number three, so the body is not instantly saved. You must lead it through the process as well. We're still working with the God kind of faith. We're going to come back to that because I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, we're, we're still leaving some meat on the bone with that. The God kind of faith is reserved for those who are willing to do what the word says in spite of the abilities of the body. Romans says that Abraham believed in spite of his age, that what God said was true. You're in your 90s. You're going to have a baby and your wife is in hers, and she's going to have one. And that's what Sarah did. She started laughing. She's like, oh, he has lost his mind. He didn't get carried away. But Abraham believed. Lord, I want to preach that thing. He believed that because God said it, the body which could not create would receive the anointing of the spoken word and create. Running around, 
with a son. Over a hundred years old trying to teach him what's right. He go running up the hill. They have to chase it. I'm going to tear you up. You got to catch me first to tear me up. And then they got to go chase him. Faith, oh, you done my see. Glory has all of that in it. Oh, wait. Catch that. Catch that revelation. Faith has all of that in it. Are you getting that? Faith doesn't just give you the baby. Faith gives you everything as well to raise the baby. God's not interested in just providing a miracle. He provides a lifestyle to go with it. Glory to God. Now, through God's word, you have the authority to deal with Satan and to deal with the flesh. All right, Luke 10. Oh, Lord, I'm trying to get all this in. In the name of Jesus, I will. Hallelujah. Luke 10 and verse 19. Behold, that means embrace, look upon. Don't just read this, read to embrace. That's what behold means. I give unto you power, authority, miracle working power, dunamis. Uh-oh, uh-oh, come on now. I give you power to tread on what? Serpents and scorpions and over all the power, how much? All. I can't hear you. All. I'm not sure you know. All. Over all the power yes. of the enemy, what's left? Yes. So the devil can do nothing to you. I don't care if he comes at three in the morning and you feel stuck in the bed and you can't move. Remember the verse. Wait a minute. I can move. I've been given power over all your power. You can't hold me. You can't bind me. Christ is with me. I feel like preaching right now. That's what the word says. Behold, I give you power over all of the enemy, right? Over all the power of the enemy. And here we go. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. There is no way that the enemy can send you anything that can hurt you. Why do we not teach this? I, I can shut the Bible. I just, I just preached a mouthful. Well, if nothing by any means could hurt me, poverty can't hurt me. Lack can't hurt me. Insufficiency can't hurt me. Sickness and disease can't hurt me. Fear, doubt, or unbelief can't hurt me. Nothing by any means can do me any harm. Now, is that just a scripture? Is that just a verse? Is that just a reading? Or is that God's word to you? Do you believe it? Then start operating in it. 
you drive up to a car lot and the Lord said, don't drive up to that. Presumption makes you say, well, I'm going to drive up anyway. <coughs> Faith makes you say, I won't drive. He said, don't. What, what's happening? He's making a change. He doesn't want you to hear a negative report against his, but he knows that what's in you isn't ready yet. You drive up, you get right to the edge. He says, turn around and go. Okay. You take your car home. The Lord said, don't go. You have now started to tune your ears to hear his voice. And you've avoided a report that could be a contradiction to his. You keep working and you keep working it. Three months later, drive to this line. Oh, I ain't got what I'm looking for, but I'll do what you say. You drive up in there and you look all around and say, well, you don't have what I'm looking for. And he says, come on inside for just a minute. What, what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to buy. I've had bad credit. Oh, you have? Yeah. See, see now God's about to give you some revelation to go along with what you got. I, I, I've had bad credit and... and and um, I'm just ready to get started again. Oh, oh, you are. Well, what was bad about your credit? Well, I missed these payments, and I had debt, and I even lost it, and they came and picked the car. How long ago? Three and a half years. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right, well, what's that you're driving now? Oh, uh, that's, man, it's smoking every time I drive, but I'm driving it, and I'm going to keep driving it. Oh, uh, uh, uh. Uh, come on in and talk to me. Uh, uh, by the way, walk with me for a minute. And then he goes to a whole other side of the shop that ain't available to the public. You might be interested in driving one of these things. Uh, now, now, catch yourself. Here's your thought. Ephesians 3.21. And that, that's not what I had in mind. Well, hold it. See, what you want to do is turn your path. You're on your way to what you wanted. Got it? I, I didn't have that in mind, but, but can I see what, what you're talking because you're going to keep confessing what you had in mind. But you're going to let him turn your path. That's nice. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put it on your report. If you give me six straight months of no late payments, I, I, I'll do that. I, I'll do that. All right, if you do that, I'll apply it completely to your car. And then you can get what you want after that. You can't say, well, that's not what I was thinking. We know that's not the end. That's right. That's right. Oh, Lord. The big car is the end. Or the beginning of the end. The rest is the adjustment leading to. And that's where your faith is building. All of a sudden, you say, well, you go home with that. And people say, well, where's the other car? I got to go pick it up. Wow. That's pretty nice. That's a one-car owner. Sure is. Wow. Hmm. How many miles you got on there? 26. You, you got what? I got 26. Listen, 1,000. I know what y'all thinking. 26 miles. Oh, look at me, Jesus. We getting there. 26,000 is still good. 
Yeah. And, 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 and I, I got a, a report here. Well, what's this report? This is the report of all the maintenance. If I keep the maintenance up and if I make these payments for six months, he's going to put it on my report every month. And then I have a report that shows that I paid off a car. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. After that, your faith is growing. And you say, well, I'm just going to keep the payments for a while because I don't owe nothing now. I'm going to hold on to those monies. You don't go from one car to the next right off. You just wait, see, because your faith is, is growing. Now you're just putting money away. Why are you doing that? Because when the Lord says, go in that lot and check some stuff out. <laughs> now that's more my style right there, Lord. Now we're talking. I'm up in that lot, and you go on up in there. And, 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 and folks, don't change everything. Drive on up in there and go walking around. And, and then they say, well, well, how's this? Don't look at the price and get shook up. You done saved up seven grand just by keeping your notes. And, you know, you ain't going to have to put down. But five, you get two, you put away. Uh, that's so much money. But your faith is so much. Ooh, better spend it. Walk around there and. Well, all right, I'm thinking I like this. Let me drive it around. See, now, I would make Teresa so mad because, you know, she's my money person. I'd always say, come and, you know, and, and be with me there. So they, if I decide on it, you cut the check. She'd say, okay. And she'd get into my driving around. Girl, you're out of your mind. I don't drive nothing around. I don't try on socks. I don't try on shoes. I pick them. And she say, please drive the car around. Well, what is it about it to you for? You don't have to drive it around. I want to see if it's nice. I'm not caring whether you want to see or not. And a fight broke out. And the Lord says, will you shut up? <laughs> they just want me to drive it around. I drive it around. Oh, I'm giving you faith. Boy, that feels good. Well, I, oh, I I've got some money on uh, do you have three? I've got three. Okay. Give me three and you can have that car. You know, these will be your payments. And you think for a while. Then they come back and say, actually, it's going to be 48, 76, whatever, and some change down. You know, when they get through with tags and title and insurance and all that stuff. They're now building your faith, you see. And you, and you think, that's, that's still less than the five, but I sure hate to give up the five. And the Lord says, give up the five. I don't want to give it up. Give up the five. I don't want to give it up. I saved the money. No, I saved the money. No, I saved the money. No, I saved the money. If I hadn't given you the money, you wouldn't have saved it. If you hadn't given me the money, I wouldn't have saved it. So what, what are you saying? I mean, I, I'm teaching you right. I don't want to give up $5,000, give up $5,000 because you're going to be able to drive all the way to a city. Amen. Well, I can drive all the way now. You don't know that. I'm, I'm talking to you, building your faith. Why? Because he knows what you don't know. You give up that 49 reluctantly. And then all of a sudden, listen to me, something in you starts to change. 
uh, you can come back tomorrow. We're going to clean it up for you and you can pick it back up at such and such time. That night, you can't be told nothing. Yeah. Oh, I got a new one. Yeah, I got a new one. It's a such and such. Uh huh. Yeah, you remember when you told me I was going to get a new one and I wasn't quite sure about it? I got a new one. Yeah, yeah. Number eight. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, I got a new one. Number 12. Yeah, I, I got a new one. Yeah, you know. See, see now you want to tell everybody after you have fought the Lord. Why? Because faith is hitting you because you've done the right things and you've built yourself into that, which means that you've built your faith. Now results are manifesting. True faith is when you can decide how you want to use what you get. All this on this God faith thing. You know, I messed up my whole outline. Let him teach you what to do with what you have. And it may take God a while to teach you something you won't receive till later. When the Lord began to speak to me and say, I want you to sell this and I want you to keep this every month, I looked and said, that's a lot of money. And then he tells me, four years later, you've been doing that. Why you tell me four years later instead of after the first year? You know why, Todd? You weren't going to listen. So I told you what you would hear. Till you grew up. Now that you've grown up, I'm starting to tell you things in a strategic. If you do this for two years and you file this off too, you get all of this back so you really don't lose much of anything. And, and then in two years, you'll have this amount. Wow, that's a lot of money. It sure is. And you'll have in two years a second ministry. Wow. That's a lot of money, and your leaders will love you. Wow, they'll all love me. What am I teaching you? Strategy, because of faith. Grow with your church. It's often given lessons to teach you personal ones. I just wish our church had grown up to become larger. I wish we didn't have the challenges. Man, if we didn't have the challenges, none of us would have known how to come out of what we came out of. Because when y'all came to me, y'all wasn't rich. Wait a minute. Give me an amen. amen. Me included. I had all kind of challenges. Lord Jesus, if you'd have read my report when you met me, I could have told you 20 times. I'm a pastor. You'd have said, Phew. I don't know who he passed, but he ain't going to pass to me. Now with no report like that. But it takes time for it to what? Grow. And the revelation knowledge to get on you. I'm boring you now, but I'm having the best time teaching because I'm teaching believers what they need to hear instead of what the world offers. They have to go get a report from man because that's all they know. I get my report from the word because that's what I know. Yeah, bless the Lord.
I know this word. When this word's, oh, wait a minute. Anybody hate the clock? I hate the clock now. Hate it with a passion. The 23rd Psalms that we went through, we're not going to go through it again. But that first verse tells you everything. The Lord is my shepherd. Somebody's helping me. What's he going to do? I shall not. Right? What's that last little part that you add in? Or lack any good thing? What's the rest? Do it again. Oh, praise him. Move on. Oh, we're getting there. Come on. Oh, praise him. Move on. Now, what's that yay part? What's up? Talk to me. Uh-huh. What's going on? Oh, yeah. What's going on? What, 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 you break, whoa, what you breaking up for? Get that thou prepares the table part down. Ready? Let's go. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. So what part of that do you believe? So what will follow you all the days of your life? So what can stop you? Thank you for listening to another teaching on the Dr. Todd J. Pulliam podcast. We call you blessed.